G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And joining us on the line today with the latest of what's happening in the Middle East, we're talking to Ron Ross. Uh, Great to hear from you, Ron. Tell us a bit about the latest that's happening with the Iranian regime. I understand they've arrested eight Christians, sending them to solitary confinement. Yes, security officials from Iran's intelligence ministry raided the homes of eight Iranian converts to Christianity on July the 1st in the southern city of Bashir, carting them off to solitary confinement. The arrest was first reported on Friday by Article 18, an organisation that promotes religious freedom and supports Iran's repressed Christians. Intelligence agents stormed the Christians' homes in a coordinated operation at around 9am, confiscating Bibles, Christian literature, wooden crosses and pictures carrying Christian symbols, along with laptops, phones, all forms of identity cards, bank cards and other belongings, the Article 18 wrote. Reporting suggests that Christianity is on the rise in Iran, along with other non-Islamic religions, Al-Friza Neda, the CEO of New Iran, a research and advocacy organization based in Washington, told the Jerusalem Post. This is a threat to the Islamic Republic, a regime based on a narrow and totalitarian view of Islam, as the regime faces more internal unrest, uh, the more it will crack down on religious minorities it views as threatening its stranglehold on religion. Uh, We should be praying for those eight Christians. Mm, certainly need to be praying for Iran. Uh, my wife read a book recently from uh, Daniel Shayashta, a former Iranian soldier who was uh, under the Ayatollah Khomeini, and he uh, came to Christ and has had an amazing impact on her life after reading that book. And uh, certainly we, we need to keep praying for Iran, and especially those uh, Christians arrested there. Now, there's been a lot of talk in the media uh, about anti-Semitism and you know the, the biased media coverage of Israel from a Christian perspective. We, we talk about that in Christian media a lot. But interestingly that a former Miss Iraq has talked about this recently. Tell us about that. Yeah, former Miss Iraq Sarah Aydan criticised media biased against Israel and anti-Semitism taught in Muslim countries while speaking at the United Nations Human Rights Council in Switzerland. Aydan re- recently named an ambassador for peace by the monitoring NGO UN Watch began a speech at the UNHRC by recalling the death threats she received after posting on social media a photo taken with Miss Israel Ada Candlesome at the 2017 Miss Universe pageant. The Iraqi government ordered her to take down a photo and denounce Israel, both of which she refused to do. Since then, she's not been able to return to her homeland, she said. Why did the Iraqi government fail to condemn the threats? or allow my freedom of speech, she said. The issue between Arabs and Israelis goes beyond policy disagreements. It's deeply rooted in the belief systems taught in Muslim countries, which are anti-Semitic. Interesting, that's coming from the inside. Mm. 
Absolutely fascinating. Now, another interesting story is Prime Minister Netanyahu says archaeology and DNA proves that Palestinians are not native to the land of Israel. Yeah, on Sunday, Benjamin Netanyahu tweeted that a new study of DNA recovered from an ancient Philistine site in the Israeli city of Ashkelon confirms what we know from the Bible, that the origin of the Philistines is in southern Europe, he said, quoting research released last week by Leon Levy expedition to Ashkelon, which revealed that the ancient people most known for their biblical conflict with the Israelites were immigrants to the region in the 12th century. A new study of DNA recovered from an ancient Philistine site in the Israeli city of Ashkelon confirms what we know from the Bible, that the origin of the Philistines is in fact southern Europe. He wrote, For 30 years we excavated at Ashkelon, uncovering Canaanites, early Philistines and later Philistines, and now we can begin to understand the story that these bones tell, said Daniel Master, director of the Leon Levy expedition in Ashkelon. The team used state-of-the-art DNA technology on ancient bone samples unearthed during the excavation from 1985 to 2016. Analyzing for the first genome-wide data retrieved from people who lived in Ashkelon during the Bronze and Iron Ages, that's uh, around 3,600 to 2,800 years ago, the team found that a substantial proportion of their ancestry was derived from a European population. This European-derived ancestry was introduced into Ashkelon around the time of the Philistines' estimated arrival in the 12th century BCE. The Bible mentions a place called Capitol, which is probably modern Crete. Netanyahu continued in his tweet. He said, there's no connection between the ancient Philistines and the modern Palestinians whose ancestors came from the Arabian Peninsula to the land of Israel thousands of years later. Wow, fascinating to hear that history, and uh, I'm going to look up that tweet from uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, and I'm going to retweet it. I, I love uh, seeing that kind of stuff on Twitter. Uh, now, also another interesting story is the Philistine refuge of King David is said to have been found, and there's an Aussie connection. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Researchers from a joint expedition, including the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, the Israel Antiquities Authority, and Macquarie University in Sydney, said they believe they have discovered the biblical city of Ziklag, a Philistine city where a young David sought refuge from King Saul. The original Philistine settlement at Ziklag dates back to the 12th century BCE. The excavation began in 2015 at Kermit al-Raj site, located between Kiryat Jat and Lakish. It was led by Professor Garfinkel, head of the Institute of Archaeology at uh, Hebrew University. The original Philistine settlement at Ziklag dates back to the 12th century BCE. A rural settlement dating to the time of King David, the beginning of the 10th century BCE, was also discovered above the remains of the Philistine settlement, which was destroyed by a fire. The ceramic findings included large numbers of jars, which were used to store oil and wine. Also found were food bowls, jugs, and other vessels decorated in a style which is typical of the era of David. The name Ziklag also gives clues as to the origin of its inhabitants. 
It's not a local Semitic name, but a Philistine name. Further proof that the Philistines were not native to the area, but migrated to the land of Israel from Europe. Mm, fascinating stuff. And I remember hearing at one stage that I think Egypt has the largest percentage of Christians uh, in the Middle East. And some good news recently that Egypt has legalized 127 churches. Yeah, a committee set up by the Egyptian government has approved the legalization of 127 churches which were previously being run in an illegal capacity. A law passed in 2016 hoped to speed up the process of legalization with thousands of churches being built without a permit and operating in fear of government reprisal. Prior to the law being passed, it was notoriously difficult to approve state approval and therefore congregations could find themselves at risk of prosecution. While the committee still has many churches to legalize, this is a promising start for a country in which Coptic Christians have faced fierce levels of violence and persecution for decades. According to Persecution Watchdog, Open Doors USA, the country's Christians still face daily persecution from groups within the Islamic majority population, as well as mistreatment from the government itself. The Islamic culture fuels discrimination and creates an environment causing the state to be reluctant to respect and enforce the fundamental rights of Christians, Open Doors explained. But this news is wonderful. Good stuff. I love reading uh, updates from Open Doors and uh, keeping uh, a pulse on, on things happening with persecuted believers around the world. We've got to keep praying for them and standing with them. And uh, another story about the Church of Nativity. I've, I've visited there a couple of times uh, in my trips to Israel. Uh, apparently the Church of Nativity is no longer endangered. No, UNESCO removed Bethlehem's Church of the Nativity from its World Heritage in Danger list last week. The 6th century building, which marks the site where Jesus was born, has recently undergone major renovations that incorporated remnants of the previous 4th century church at the same location. It includes, according to UNESCO, elaborate floor mosaics and the restoration of the roof, exterior facades, mosaics and doors. In submitting its request for the church's removal from the list, the Palestinian Authority told UNESCO that it had successfully overseen the implementation of the conservation works at the Church of the Nativity, which included a series of restoration works which mainly targeted the restoration of the roof and the altar lobby entrance and all other components of the divide state of conservation for the removal of the property from the list. So it's good to know you can walk in there safely. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait to go back. Maybe next year in Jerusalem I can go again. Hey, Ron? Yeah, it's a good phrase, next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> all right, mate. Great to hear all the latest from the Middle East. Thank you so much for your time today. God bless. Yeah, you too, brother. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.